Season 2 of 13 Nights of Halloween. We will talk about what goes bump in the night in Africa. What keeps our children up at night in Africa. What strange creatures roam our land in Africa. So strap right in and let's dive into today's episode. As usual, I am yours, Larry Sylvester. Now for today's episode, as promised, we are still in Nigeria. Thank you for the lovely feedback that we got on our social media pages. We really appreciate the skeptics out there and the believers out there. You are all valued when it comes to what makes horror a genre. Anyway, for today's episode, we will be talking about true life incidences that have been documented by real people, real living people, in regards to paranormal activities. Now, I do believe there are some people who believe that the supernatural exists and there are those who don't. Many will tell you they've experienced some sort of paranormal activities in their lifetime. No matter the skeptic that you are, I too have have experienced it. But that's not the topic for today. So I did my research. I went online, I went and researched cases and files and footages of people from Nigeria who documented some bizarre paranormal activities. So, everything you hear from this point is just but a collection of true stories from actual people. Whatever you believe is up to you. Now, the names that I'm going to mention are from actual people. You can look them up if you want to. Case number one, Zainab Titi. And this is what she had to say about her experience. And I quote, I was about 13 years old and passing through Oshodi on my way to the lessons. Believe me, I swear, I saw someone walking on his head. I don't know when I screamed and when everyone looked at me to ask what went wrong, the man had already disappeared. Everyone thought I was crazy, except this woman who believed me. Just one woman. I still hate going to the market because of this. Case number two, Lekan, and I quote, it is hard to tell if I was awake or asleep, but there was this dwarf who used to come up to my room in the middle of the night when I was asleep. I remember it so vividly, with his reddish yellow face. 
When I complained to my mom, she told me to come and spend the night with them in their room. I don't remember this part, but my mom said I woke up in the night screaming, snake, snake. I never slept in their room after then. I'm still afraid of snakes. End quote. Case number three. Joey. And I quote. Everyone who went on a federal government school probably has had or has this rumor or this horror story. I attended Federal Government College Okigwe. One morning, I passed by my school's basketball pitch. I heard all the grunting of people playing and even bouncing balls. When me and my friends went closer to the court, there was no one playing. End quote. Case number four. <coughs> Sorry. And I quote from Nana. And I quote. It was 2012, and I was rushing to catch Keke to the roundabout computer village. This boy was screaming at some man, basically cursing the man out of a change they had to share, I think. I saw the man touch the boy's head, and the next thing, the boy fell flat and started scrubbing his mouth on the floor. Bruh, I was in shock. I don't think anyone else saw when the man touched the boy. Either that, or they kept quiet about it. The boy did not stop scrubbing. He was bleeding badly. People rushed to him, trying to help. The bleeding did not stop. Oh, and the man walked away casually. End quote. Case number five. Ayomide. And I quote. I was about 13 to 14 when I woke up once in the middle of the night to close my windows because it was really cold and windy. There's a, comp there's a compound next to ours with an incomplete building. So I saw this woman dressed in tattered clothes, carrying a calabash on her head. Then she dipped her hand in the calabash and wrapped it on the pillow of the building. As she was turning around, she transformed into a dog. Case number six, Tayo, and I quote, 
This happened to my dad in the 1970s in Ibadan. He went out with his friend to go drink at a bar when they spotted this fine girl. So two of them went up to her and started a conversation. My dad's friend was quite interested in the girl and was making all the moves. When the girl started to complain of cold, my dad's friend gave her his jacket. So he asked for her address to come get the jacket the next day. Forming sharp guy and all that, she wrote down her address and both of them went back the next day. When they knocked, an old woman answered the door and they asked after the girl. The woman said, Are you sure that is the person you came to see? They said yes. She asked them this thrice. Then she nodded and told them to follow her, leading them to the backyard of the house. Right there was a grave with a girl's name on it. Even more terrifying was that his jacket was neatly placed on the grave. He fell seriously sick for the next two months with strange boils all over his body. End quote. Case number seven. Hawa. And I quote. My great grandmother was with <clears throat> my great grandmother was a white witch in Kogi. Her daughter, my grandmother, used to sell palm oil in Prigonu, Nigeria. So one day, someone bought a really tiny tin to buy palm oil. My grandmother was just absent-mindedly pouring oil into the tiny can. She poured in a whole litre. Then from nowhere, she heard her own mother's voice telling her to run away. When she looked up, the person was gone. My grandmother never sold palm oil after that day. Case number eight, Chidu. And I quote, I went to Federal Government Girls College in Umuahia, Abia State. Nena Mwabuze was the lead actress in the first Nigerian movie and her dad was a carpenter in my school. He died. And his shed was always empty after that. Then one night while returning from night prep, we saw a strange old woman in the front of the shed asking us to come and help and to come and help us carry her load. Nah man, we took off. There are pretty more case stories and case studies in Nigeria based on real life encounters and witnesses, but since we only do this every day, every Friday, every Saturday, and every Sunday for 13 minutes, that's all we have for today. Would you like to hear more case studies next week from Nigeria, or should we move on to another country? Let us know, share, like, subscribe.
beautiful comment at Orifalihood Kenya on Instagram and Facebook. Tag us on Twitter. Let us know what do you want? Which country should we go to next? We do this every midnight. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I have been yours, Larry Sylvester. On 30 nights of Halloween, where every day it is Halloween.